Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. As the leading global provider of ethics and compliance cloud software, Conversant connects ethics to business performance by weaving ethics and values into everyday operations in over 600 of the world's largest companies. Its ethics cloud platform provides a suite of applications, Conversant Insight, Conversant's Helpline, Conversant Campaigns, Conversant Disclosures, and Conversant Third Parties that gives executives insight required to make proactive, informed decisions about their company's ethical health. Conversant's customers include Microsoft, Tesla, Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts, Campanini, and Under Armour, who care deeply about driving ethics into the center of their organizations. Check out more at conversant.com. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 28, Post-Acquisition Integration. Your company has just made its largest acquisition ever, and your chief executive officer says he wants you to have a a compliance post-acquisition integration plan on his desk in one week. Where do you begin? Of course, you think about the 2012 FCPA guidance language, which stated, Pre-acquisition due diligence, however, is normally only a portion of the compliance process for mergers and acquisitions. The DOJ and SEC evaluate whether the acquiring company properly incorporated the acquired company into all of its internal controls, including its compliance program. Companies should consider training new new employees, re-evaluating third parties under company standards, and, where appropriate, conducting audits on new business units. You also recall that the 2012 guidance did not have the timeframes established in previous enforcement actions, which involve M&A. You, of course, remember Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Data Systems and Solutions. Yet, you also remember the FCPA M&A box score that Tom Fox had on the FCPA Compliance Report blog which summarized the timeframes as follows. With the Halliburton 0802 opinion release, you had to have high-risk agents com- due diligence completed in 90 days, medium risk in 120 days, and low-risk agents in 180 days. 
implementation of an FCPA compliance program immediately upon closing. Training on your compliance program, 60 days to complete high-risk training for employees and 90 days for all others. Under the J&J Deferred Prosecution Agreement, there was 18 months to conduct a full audit, 12 months to implement or integrate the compliance program into J&Js, and 12 months to complete training. And under D Data Systems and Solutions, it was as soon as practicable. You are also aware of the language from the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, Mergers and Acquisitions, which under Prong 11, Mergers and Acquisitions, reads with the following questions. Under Integration in the M&A process, how has the company function been integrated into merger, acquisition, and integration process? And under process connecting due diligence to implementation, what has been the company's process for tracking and remediating misconduct or misconduct risks identified during the due diligence process? What has been the company's process for implementing compliance policies and procedures at the new entity? Yet many compliance, even with this information, many compliance professionals struggle with how to perform a post-acquisition compliance and integration. Fortunately, in a Harvard Business Review article entitled Two Routes to Resilience, the authors wrote about the business transformation plan, which speaks directly to the compliance practitioner to help create a post-acquisition integration game plan. The authors <laughs> reviewed the situation where an entity must transform itself, leading to a transformation the authors call establishing a new capabilities exchange, which is an organizational process that allows two entities to share resources without interfering with each other's operations. This is what the compliance practitioner must accomplish through a post-acquisition integration in the compliance context. Anyone who has gone through a large merger or acquisition knows how terrifying it can be for the individual employee. Many people, particularly at the acquired companies, will be fearful of losing their jobs. This fear, misplaced or well-founded, can lead to many difficulties in the integration process. The creation of a compliance capabilities exchange process allows the two organizations to live together and share strengths and will continue to coordinate the two transformations efforts so that each gets what it needs and is protected from unwanted interference. There are five steps. One, establish compliance leadership. This, the process should be run just by a few people, the CEO, the CFO, and the chief compliance officer of the acquiring company and a similar counterpart from the acquired company. Two, identify the compliance resources that two organizations can or need to share. Hopefully, the acquiring organization will have some idea of the state of the compliance program before the deal is closed, most particularly through its pre-acquisition due diligence. Three, create compliance capability exchange teams. In many synergy efforts, everyone is expected to think about the ways resources might be shared. In the compliance capability exchange, the responsibility should be carefully confined to a series of, te series of teams. Senior leadership should create a compliance team teams assigned by, by assigning small number of people from both entities and the responsibility for allocating resources in the integration project. Four, protect boundaries. This one is tricky as many employees from the former target may not want to move forward with the integration for fear of losing their jobs. Once again, the leadership team must step in and referee disputes decisively if required. And finally, number five, scale up and promote the new compliance program. It is important to celebrate and promote the new entity to both the acquiring companies, others in the company, and even external stakeholders. It is important that markets and others in the same or similar industry see this evolution and growth. 
Take the time to publicize the integrated compliance function with your internal customer, i.e. your company employees. This would include all other corporate stakeholders, including third-party representatives, both on the sales side and the supply chain side of the house, and even customers. Finally, be sure to inform your management board of directors and regulators, such as the DOJ and SEC, when appropriate. The bottom line is that you must <coughs> train the newly acquired employees, reevaluate third parties under your company standards, and conduct audits, compliance audits on the new business units. This process should be based on your pre-acquisition due diligence and risk assessment. Moreover, the Department of Justice and SEC clearly see both the pre-acquisition and post-acquisition phases of mergers and acquisitions as tied together in a unidimensional continuum. If pre-acquisition due diligence is not possible, you, sh <clears throat> you should follow the requirements and timeframes laid out in Opinion Release 0802, the Halliburton Opinion Release, so as was noted in the 2012 FCPA guidance, pursuant to which companies can nevertheless be rewarded if they choose to conduct thorough post-acquisition due diligence. While <clears throat> whatever compendium of steps you utilize for the post-acquisition integration, they should be taken as soon as practicable. The earlier you can deploy these steps, the better off your company will be at the end of the day. Failed M&A can destroy a company's market value, destabilize its financial position and credit ratings, and impair its strategic position, weaken the organization, and damage the company's reputation. This, this is particularly true for failed M&A in compliance. One, one need only consider the Latin node FCPA enforcement action <coughs> where the acquiring company had to write off the entire investment. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, planning is absolutely critical in the post-acquisition phase. Number two, build upon what you have learned in the pre-acquisition due diligence phase. And remember, it's a unidimensional continuum. And finally, number three, and in the corporate world, often the most challenging, you must hit the ground running. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 28 of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 29, where I take up the question of what is a root cause analysis. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.